0: I'm Susan Gorman, I'm an intuitive counselor in Exeter, New Hampshire. And I'm Laura Bricker, I'm an author, and you might
1: know me from the podcast Crime Writers On. Welcome to our new podcast, Everyday Intuition. So here we are, we're having another porch session with Laura and Susan.
0: The leaves are beautiful, by the way. Yeah, this is a good porch to sit on during the change of seasons. Have you pulled over and started crying yet? Because of the leaves? <laughs> 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 One time every autumn I lose it. I look around, I'm like, this is so beautiful. I can't believe nature does this. And I just become overwrought. I haven't
1: because I don't feel like they're as vibrant as they usually are they're a little more
0: they're a little more like brown and yellowish this year and i don't know okay so this is this is my thing is every autumn at least one person says what you just said yeah and then probably within a day or two okay somebody else is gonna say god the leaves are gorgeous this year Have you noticed all the reds and oranges and one year i heard one person say the leaves just aren't as pretty as when I was a kid. Within 24 hours, I overheard somebody saying, I think this is the prettiest autumn we've ever had. Oh, well. now they're very... Actually, so you're right. They're very yellowy Yeah, here, they're very yellowy. But there are other places, like on the parkway, where yeah. it's kicking off in a very beautiful way. Yeah. So...
1: So this is our autumn Halloween right. special episode. And... We are going to talk about
0: haunted houses. Yes, I have a little bit of a, a beef, a thing in my craw,
1: so okay. to speak.
0: And that is that I don't believe in haunted houses, um, and I don't believe in spirits that are malevolent. Okay. So I'll, tell, I'll start with a story, which okay. is when we moved into our house, which was built in 1867... I, you know had two small children and a dog and I would hear uh, footsteps going up and down the stairs and I would panic because like I didn't want my toddler yeah to be you know up and down the stairs before we got the baby gates installed and stuff and I realized oh that wasn't them <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the dog no and the other thing that happened is that I was sort of seized by a 19th century domesticity craze that I suddenly learned to knit um, you know I'd been convinced my whole life that I wasn't crafty I'm not that horrible of a knitter actually yeah I wanted to bake things from scratch I wanted oh. to put in a garden I wanted to do all these things and I I thought to myself what is going on here what I really believe and you you can't go by the movies and stories that you've heard right or you have to be willing to reinterpret them well
1: and i have to tell you i have to stop you here because this is interesting so our friend barbara at the historical society she (laughs) also has an issue with haunted houses so i met with her uh, i don't know a few months back there's a house in town that i call and i'm not alone the adams family house that's right and i said barbara that house is so creepy. Doesn't it look like the setting of a murder mystery? And she's like, it's only creepy because
0: you're making it creepy. Right.
1: So I think she's kind of in the same vein of what you're saying here.
0: So, I, you know, I walk my dogs by that house every day. It's creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. And sorry, Barbara. But the light, so if you walk at dusk, the turret light is sometimes on as the sun is setting, oh. which is either beautiful or super spooky, depending on how you're looking at it. But again, I kind of agree with her that it's what you're bringing to it. And this is how I know. Because I don't believe that spirits inhabit houses to do mischief or torment or, you know, they're probably just trying to like, say hello and be recognized. And I think they do it for two reasons. I think that there are spirits that attach to a dwelling right mm-hmm. so every family that moves through the house is going to be introduced to them yeah and when you acknowledge them and say thank you for guarding this beautiful house and we will be good stewards of it as well um, then they settle down and that's exactly what happened um, and I also think that there are people who go with you right yeah and they move with you from house to house okay and they're like they set up little alert systems too. Your guides are oftentimes trying to say hello, and we since we don't pay attention to them and we don't believe in them, they have to do things like slam doors. Mm-hmm. You know what are some of the other things? That people, cool breezes. Um, you know things that feeling like somebody's walking behind that's you. That's right. Things that feel somewhat inexplicable. So the bottom line is, I feel like regarded and protected and there is really no malevolence that's going on we've been kind of trained to think that anything that's not embodied mm-hmm. is demonic but that's not the case and i remember that i started to have like these not dreams exactly but they were just really intense picture thoughts as i was falling asleep or waking up about the people who lived in the house when it was built
1: mm-hmm.
0: and how happy they were, yeah. That we were there and that there hadn't been a family with kids in it for a while. Hmm.
1: So where does this come from then besides we and like society sort of making houses, like oh the haunted house like I can think of things like you know when you were growing up and there was like that one house that you would dare yeah. somebody to go knock on the door or sneak inside <laughs> right. and Like, there's, oh, I felt something in there. Oh, my gosh, there's something in there. Like, I can tell you that a few years ago, oh, my goodness gracious, Susan, my darling husband, Ken, and I went on a ghost hunting excursion at the Parks and Rec building in Exeter, which is- How did I not know about Supposedly the most haunted building in town, and- so, oh, with the
0: microphone. So we went
1: in with the people, with uh, the yeah. microphones and the sensors, and there was a kid that had a Ghostbusters shirt on. <laughs> and he came up to me with one of his sensors, and he said, Don't move. Don't move. It's right next to you. It's right next to you. And I was like, I Ken is, like, kicking me. Like, don't open your mouth. Don't say anything. But So that was a spectacle. But Mr. Bill, who is the custodian at that building, and also the fire department, he has seen... Yes. Some, we, we call them apparitions. In, he has seen, actually, what he believes are ghosts inside this building. He has seen a Native American. He's seen different people. And, you know, even my skeptical husband's like, Mr. Bill is like kind of this crusty old veteran. He doesn't just make stuff
0: up. He has seen something in that building. Agreed. But there are times when the veil is thinner. Yeah. I will say that. And I do trust people who mm-hmm. normally... Are not very groovy, yeah. right? And I think it's real, but where we're making a thinking error, where we're making a mistake, I'll tell you. In an- another story that illustrates this, is that a client from a very long time ago had such night terrors that she would wake up down the hallway with a baseball bat in her hand, like she didn't oh. even realize that she was having a nightmare that someone was trying to get her or was in the room until mm-hmm. she was like gone down and what i explained to her is so energy moves at different frequencies and i apologize because i don't have any good language to explain this other than language that's pretty new agey but when a hummingbird let's say Mm -hmm. comes up near you the motion and the energy that's being displaced by that motion is different than you and your dead asleep energy Mm -hmm. right yeah And there's an exchange. And so you're having an adrenaline reaction and you're making an assumption that something's scary when oftentimes it's very hurtful (laughs) because the guides that are coming around us and trying to be known to us are trying to say like, hey, gotcha, got your back, Mm -hmm. have a great day, don't worry about this, right? We really just take it the completely wrong way. So as you're talking about this, I'm hearing like two, because I'm
1: really fascinated by this whole line of discussion. So on one hand, we have, and Susan's getting her gloves on now. I know, I got to
0: do this. On they're little hand. mittens.
1: They're like, they're like look, insulated mittens. look. Oh, but her hands can come out. Like flip top. Oh, yeah. Magnetic. Those are like the ones I got for my son when he was like oh. five. Yes.
0: <laughs> hey, we do what we have to do.
1: But it's like, what's, what's interesting to me is like, so you have your guides, who travel with you. But right. then what I'm really interested in is like, so you go into a house right. and there is a spirit that is there. Yes. So and why is that? Like, is it somebody that is like particularly attached to that house and yes. wants to stay there? And
0: yes. why are they here and not in the great afterlife? So I haven't completely figured that one out because I get visited often by guides that need to be encouraged to go towards the light and like kind of complete that. Yeah. Um, I will definitely share when I get more clarity on that one. One of the things that's kind of peculiar about me is that I've never been scared by any of it. It just, I physically, I find it interesting and fun. I don't freak out. So that's why I get to see more, I think. The other reason why houses are, quote, creepy Mm -hmm. is because houses hold on to the energy of the people that live there, even if those people have sometimes moved on. Mm -hmm. So places where things have happened that were really sad or really horrible or really traumatic, that is in the walls, right? And you can move that energy along, sometimes there's a spirit there that just needs to kind of complete whatever the lesson was yeah. before they can. So if something horrible happened and this nice, you know, family moves in, mm-hmm. sometimes that's enough to reconsecrate it. Yeah. Because so I had to tell you a story.
1: So there was a property in the next town over from us in Epping where this horrific murder case happened. Sheila Labar. Yes. Was a woman who killed, dismembered, burned handymen that she bought to her property. and Plural. Yeah, two two that we've confirmed, and they think there's more that they never are going to find. Oh, God. So my friend Jason and I went to the property auction when they auctioned off her property to the new owner. And we're like, who would want to live in this house? Like, after what happened here, they like literally had to take out a wall in the house to do forensic analysis of blood. Oh, geez. So, but of course, because this is a spooky house. Jason and I waited until everybody had left. And then we snuck inside the house (laughs) and I definitely did not like being in there. I would describe it again. It was like, this was a bad energy kind of place. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't stay long. Jason was much more nervous than I was. And we did see a lot of green toilet seats. That was our takeaway from that experience. But,
0: is there a connection?
1: We don't know. She like she had, like, you know people that buy, like, different color toilet seats? Yeah. And they were all in wrappers, so she must have got them on sale. I don't know. But I remember being in that house, and, and that was a case where that was a spooky house, but that's because of what happened there.
0: Right. So. The energy of the people. Yeah. Is still there. It's not, and if we attach it to the house. We say, ooh, that's a creepy house, or that's, you know, but it's, we're actually picking up on the energy of the inhabitants. Current or past. Okay. So we don't have haunted houses.
1: We have perhaps can we call them hauntings in houses or do you not even want to call them? No, no. We have
0: people who are willing to be haunted. Okay. If If you change your thinking around it, then it's not that scary. Okay. So I'm sure (laughs) we're gonna get some comments and feedback about like, hey Susan, that's not true and then the story, right? But I have talked to so many people over the years, and remember what I yammer on about all the time, which is intuition is characterized often as being dangerous, Mm -hmm. right? And if you take it out of that context, if you ask yourself, what would be going on here if it wasn't a haunting? Mm -hmm. There's oftentimes very interesting explanations.
1: So is because this is going to be our like Halloween episode here maybe some good advice for people is like when you feel like you are sensing Mm. something in your house and you are jumping to the conclusion that this is not nice and is not coming in peace how do you detach from that and sort of ascertain what's
0: actually going on okay so the first thing is you're probably going to have an adrenaline fear reaction that you can't control. Yeah. So you have to wait for that to end. You have to like ride that out. Yeah. And then I would just become very inquisitive about it. Not like, what's the logical explanation? Like, don't go into denying that there's something happening. Yeah. But ask yourself if there was something that was happening that was benevolent or helpful or something that by participating in it, my life could be improved. Mm -hmm. What might that be? Like I said, for us, it was just kind of acknowledging the guides that came with the house. And once that happened, the noises stopped. Okay. Do they still hang around sometime? So I've done, (laughs) I have done a tremendous amount of work to my house. Yes. And I had always known, my whole life I knew there was going to come this time when I was going to completely rent a house. Yeah. I didn't know at the time when we moved in that it was going to be that one, but I was pretty obsessed for a long time. And I noticed them when I'm doing something that needs to be done to make the house more comfortable, more livable, mm-hmm. ready for the next family, you know, yeah. whatever it is, they really love that. And the other thing is, there was a privy, I'm sure, Oh, right where my shed is, in oh. the driveway, because my dogs dug. dug for many years this shallow den underneath it until mm-hmm. last year when I had to have somebody come in and reorient it and fill it in and put chicken wire and stuff oh. because it was dangerous. It could have yeah. like, collapsed on them. And I have, like, a tin can full of objects that oh. they dug out mm-hmm. into this big pile and it still st- still c- stuff comes up. Oyster shells silverware china, coal pieces from the yeah. furnace and whenever one of those things washes up because of rain I feel them around and I think it's because we have like a mutual admiration thing. Like I really would love to just go back and live one day in the 19th century, right? Yeah. And also, I notice them around when there's some new gadget. Like, I remember when we put the microwave in. Yes. I'm sure we weren't the first family that lived there yes. that had a microwave, but I just remember them like, wow, right? There's things that they just can't quite get their head around. Mm-hmm. When things are upgraded and there's like a mod con, mm-hmm. then I tend to feel them around too. So
1: where I have a house that's not an old house, like I don't feel like there's any like old spirits hanging around here. Or how would I know well, if I haven't you, seen,
0: I would have felt them, I guess. You would have, you might have visits from people who were attached to the land. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or the surrounds. Yeah. You might have visits from your grandmother. Yeah. I think I have visits from her. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, you guys in a hundred years, might be the resident spirits.
1: Don't change the microwave. No, it'll be it'll be this person and they'll
0: say, "I just keep feeling like this little vehicle keeps driving back and forth and and I keep hearing this guy say, "Jesus Christ, Kenny." <laughs>
1: yeah and you're like oh it's because it's the year 2020 and it's lara's neighbor dan who drives back and forth on his little all-terrain vehicle probably 10 or more times a day somebody's yelling buddy 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 (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh On that note, as we enter a time of the year when I think everybody is looking at their houses, do you have, you know, with an eye toward We're going to be hauntings, in... ghosts, any yeah. other advice for people or
0: any other thoughts or things that you'd like to share? Well, here in our part of the country, we really are savoring things like being outside and daylight and things like that. You know, you're probably going to be spending a lot of time indoors. Mm-hmm. And so what is it that you love about your house? Yeah. What is it that you love about your house? Yeah. Not, you know, because I guarantee you the guides that are either your guides or the house's guides, they love it too. On that note, we
1: will wrap up this Halloween episode. Happy Halloween, Lana. Ha- Happy Halloween, Susan. Maybe I'll put some more cat decorations in the patio for Halloween. That sounds fun. <laughs> And that's going to wrap up this episode of Everyday Intuition with Susan Gorman and her guest intuitive and training. Yes, that's me, Lara Bricker. If you'd like to send in a question for Susan or send in information about spirits and guides living in your house, you can do so by emailing her at susan at susangorman.net. If you'd like to connect on social media, you can follow Susan at Susan Gorman Intuitive on Facebook and Instagram. And you should definitely check out her feeds today for news about an exciting live podcast event with Rabia Chaudhry on the Hidden Dijin podcast. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Lara Bricker on Twitter or every week on the podcast Crime Writers On. And we hope you will tune in again next time to this podcast for even more insight into tapping into your own everyday intuition. Dan. Goodbye, neighbor Dan. I'll set that. Don't you just love that he drives over Uh here on his little buggy?